This call is being recorded. Hello and welcome again to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. We have a variety of news articles today, mostly discussions regarding Turns out, uh, Washington, D.C., the White House, Congress, uh, senators, and possible presidential candidates. Uh, As you know, uh, I have the author of my book, memoir, titled Embracing the Abyss, A True Story of Unknowingly Becoming Part of a Fraud Scandal, Receiving a Presidential Pardon, and Being Surprised by a spiritual awakening. This should be an interesting session for about half an hour that will pound it out. There's been a lot of information in the uh, press going on the past week or so regarding the search, uh, the the raid, the however you want to put it, in uh, Mar-a-Lago. So let's... uh, Let's get some some wet on my whistle. Thank you very much. <clears throat> and um, let's see where we go. This article is a, uh, geez, a, a bunch of people, reporters from the Wall Street Journal, I believe. Um FBI recovered 11 sets of classified documents in Trump's search. Inventory shows. Trump allies claim the former president declassified the documents recovered from Mar-a-Lago. <clears throat> By Alex Leary, Aruna Wiswanatha, and Sadie Gurman. FBI agents who searched for or President Donald Trump's Marga logo home Monday removed 11 sets of classified documents, including some marked as top secret and meant to be only available in special government facilities. According to a search warrant released by Florida court Friday, the Federal Bureau of Investigation agent took around 20 boxes of items, binders of photos, a handwritten note, and the executive grant of clemency for Mr. Trump's ally, Roger Stone. A list of items removed from the property shows. Also included in the list was information about the president of France, according to the three-page list. The list is contained in a seven-page document that also includes the warrant to search the premises, which was granted by a federal magistrate judge in Florida. Magistrate. The list includes references to one set of documents marked as various classified slash TS slash SCI documents on abbreviation that refers to top secret sensitive compartmented information. 
It also says agents collected four sets of top secret documents, three sets of secret documents, and three sets of confidential documents. The list didn't provide any more details about the substance of the documents. Mr. Trump's lawyer argued that the former president used his authority to declassify the material before he left office. While a president has the power to class to declassify documents, there are very federal regulations that lay out a process for doing so. They could have had it at any time they wanted, and that includes long ago. And they had to do was ask, Mr. Trump said in a statement issued Friday. On Friday afternoon, U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt issued an order making the warrant and inventory list public after the Justice Department said in a court filing that Mr. Trump's lawyers told federal prosecutors they didn't object to the government's request to unseal the information. The search and seizure warrant signed by Judge Reinhardt shows that FBI agents sought to search the 45 office as well as all storage rooms and all other rooms or areas within the premises used or available to be used by the former president and his staff and in which boxes or documents could be stored, including all structures or buildings on the estate. The FBI agents sought to search the 45 office as well as all the storage rooms and other rooms used by a former president, according to the search and seizure warrant. They didn't seek access to search private guest rooms, such as those of Mar-a-Lago members, according to the document. Former president and his team don't have the affidavit, which would provide more detail about the FBI's investigation according to people familiar with the process. An affidavit would explain what evidence, including witnesses the government had collected and describe why investigators believe that a crime may have been committed. Mr. Trump's lawyers have asked for a more specific account of what was removed from Mar-a-Lago. The disclosure of the warrant and the inventory marks the culmination of an extraordinary week, which began at last Friday at 12.12 p.m. when the judge signed off on the unprecedented warrant to search a former president's home. Three days later at 6.19 p.m., a lawyer for Mr. Trump, Christina Bob, signed a receipt for the items the FBI took that day. To the Justice Department, the search was the result of months-long effort to get the classified documents remaining in Mr. Trump's possession after at least two prior attempts. They were at least primarily interested in securing the documents, but pursued a criminal investigation, and they began to doubt that Mr. Trump's team was forthright about the documents still in their possession, people familiar with the matter said. To Mr. Trump's allies, the search was a heavy-handed approach to obtaining documents. They say Mr. Trump was willing to return and was in the process of negotiating the return. It is unclear now the investigation may progress 
and whether prosecutors are considering bringing any charges against Mr. Trump or others in connection with the investigation now that the documents have been recovered. Representative Mark Wayne Mellon, Mullen, Republic of Oklahoma, he sits on the House Intelligence Committee and has questioned the need for the search by the federal agents, said Attorney General Merrick Garland, should believe, should brief the Intelligence Committee. It's a high threshold to say it was an immediate national secretary security threat. If it wasn't an immediate national security threat, then I think there's a lot of questions that need to be answered, he said. <clears throat> the warrant said the investigators were seeking all records and could be evidence of violations of laws gathering, gathering transmitting or losing of classified information, the removal of the official government records, and the destruction of records in a federal investigation. The U.S. government has three main levels of classification. In ascending order, the levels are confidential, secret, and top secret. They are designed to reflect how sensitive a document's underlying contents are considered, meaning that a breach of higher classification level could potentially cause more damage to national security. SCI documents are typically reserved for military, civilians with special clearance, and contractor personnel who work in a sensitive compartmented information facility, or SCIF, including those who are responsible for the security of a SCIF. As the investigation progressed, someone familiar with the stored papers told investigators there may still be more sensitive documents on the premises beyond what they already have received in January and June. People familiar with the matter have said, it is not when the documents stored at Mar-a-Lago arrived during Trump's presidency or as he left office. Mr. Stone didn't immediately respond for comment. Mr. Trump, while in office, would regularly feud publicity publicly with French President Emmanuel Macron over Twitter about various policy disagreements, particularly trade, and Mr. Trump's decision to withdraw from the Iran nuclear agreement. Privately, Mr. Trump used to tell aides that he believed Mr. Macron to be a leaker and untrustworthy, according to several former officials. The French embassy didn't immediately respond for comment. The search, while Mr. Trump was in New York, stroked, stoked a political firestorm with Republican lawmakers demanding an explanation of the unprecedented search over a former president's home. The showdown began after the National Archives in January retrieved more than a dozen boxes of White House documents from the resort earlier this year, and some of which officials seemed classified national security information. Mr. Garland and FBI officials deliberated for days about whether to respond to the criticism of the search and how much to say. People familiar with the discussion said, the Attorney General ultimately decided to let the Justice Department's work speak for itself and directed the agency to request
request the warrant be sealed. Millions of people in this U.S. hold some level of clearance that grants them access to its classified documents, though far fewer have access to the highest levels. While intelligences agencies can declassify information and release it to the public, the process for doing so is often slow and may require multiple intelligence agencies to sign off. A sitting president generally has the authority to unilaterally declassify any material of his or her choosing, but such a privilege is rarely used. Mr. Trump at times didn't disclose classified information during his time in office, including when he tweeted a surveillance satellite image showing damage and at Iranian space facility. While a president has the power to declassify documents, federal regulations lay out a process for doing so. Those rules must be followed for a declassification to become legally effective, said Dan Meyer, a national security lawyer at Tully Rinky in Washington. Once Mr. Tripp, Trump left office on January 20th, 21, he became bound by the same rules as other private citizens, Mr. Meyer said. Well, that appears to end that segment of this search or raid, however you like to view it. My second item is the secrets of Mar-a-Lago. Prosecution under the Espionage Act would be a prosecutorial reach. This is of the editorial board of the Wall Street Journal. Well, that didn't settle, in, settle anything. We're referring to Friday's release of the warrant and property list that caused Attorney General Merrick Garland to send FBI agents to search Donald Trump's Florida home. This seems to have been a dispute over classified documents after all, but did that really require an unprecedented and politically polarizing search of a former president's residence? Question mark. The documents show that the FBI agents carried away 20 boxes of items and memorabilia. They included 11 sets of classified documents, some of which were marked top secret or higher in classification and required special storage and the highest security clearances. The list of seized documents included no details, but someone leaked to the Washington Post that among the seized items were classified documents relating to nuclear weapons. That sounds ominous, which may have been the point of the leak, and it fed the rival, revival of preferred media speculation that Mr. Trump is a foreign agent looking to sell the secrets. <laughs> oh, boy. <clears throat> Let's stipulate that mishandling classified documents in a bad practice and can be criminal. The FBI has cause to be concerned if it had reason to believe that secrets were improperly taken away or stored in Mar-a-Lago. It wouldn't be the first time Mr. Trump was ill-disciplined about secrets, but he has had been 18 months since Mr. Trump left the White House. So why the urgency 
sudden urgency that required Monday's full-scale search. The documents were serious nuclear secrets. You'd think the Justice Department would have demanded their return as soon as that was known. And if such documents are floating around Mar-a-Lago, why tell the world via a leak in the Washington Post? Question mark. Mr. Trump claims to have nothing to hide and said it was all declassified after Mr. Garland requested on Thursday that the federal judge who signed off on the warranty publicly release it. Mr. Trump didn't object. When he was commander-in-chief, Mr. Trump had very broad powers of classification, though we can't recall the extent of such power ever having been litigated. That could make it hard to prove a criminal case against him, though we don't know what other evidence the Justice Department has about Mr. Trump's handling of the documents. Media reports say it was served a subpoena for the documents some weeks ago. Did he resist, and on what grounds? Question mark. The warrant also mentions USC 793, also known as the Espionage Act, which the press is flogging as the big story. But that law has rarely been employed over decades, and it is intended to prosecute individuals who transmit secrets to foreign agents or governments charging Mr. Trump under the Espionage Act merely for keeping at his residence classified documents that he claims were classified would be a gross prosecutorial overreach. As his is want, Mr. Trump is also sowing public confusion by saying that perhaps the FBI planted documents to set him up. There's no evidence for this, but the sordid history of the FBI's Russia collusion falsehoods means that many people might believe it as the people believed it before. That's the political reality. No matter how many times Mr. Garland chants, no one is above the law. That cliche is obviously true or should be, but the search of the home of a former president and perhaps future presidential candidate is an inherently political act. It requires overwhelming evidence to persuade the country, not merely 12 jurors. It requires judgment and discretion about what is the best interest of the nation. Mr. Garland's FB search warrant has put a badly divided country on a perilous political course. He will need much more evidence than what is in the warrant and much more serious violations of law to justify a prosecution. Well, that's an interesting viewpoint of the Attorney General, Merrick Garland. I now have article number three. The payback for Mar-a-Lago will be brutal. What went around Monday will come around hard for the Democrats when Republicans control 
the Justice Department and FBI. This article is by Kimberly A. Strassel, very good reporter, writer. Trump derangement syndrome has a curious way of scrambling coherent thought. Witness the Democratic media complex's blind insistence the Justice Department laid on Donald Trump's home is just and necessary rather than a dangerous move for their party and the Republic. In descending on Mar-a-Lago, the Department and the Federal Bureau of Investigation, also known as the FBI, shifted the U.S. into the category of countries whose ruling parties use government power to investigate political rivals. No attorney general has ever signed off on a raid on a former president's home in what could be the groundwork for criminal charges. Yet, to read the left's media scribes, Monday's search was a ho-hum day in crime fighting. The Beltway Press circled the wagons around Attorney General Merrick Garland and primely parroted Speaker Nancy Pelosi's piety that no one is above the law. The Mar-a-Lago raid proves the U.S. isn't a banana republic. Pronounced the Atlantic, clearly worried readers might conclude the opposite. It is bedrock principle that those who commit crimes must answer for them. It lectured. The Washington Post Aaron Blake's attest to totally standard to investigate presidents. Look at Israel. The New York Times soothingly explains that prosecutors would have carefully weighed the decision and that the decision, the investigation, therefore must be serious. Roll Call produced a low law professor to remind all that a judge had to offer, sign off on, a detailed affidavit that established probable cause. The last time we got this level of reassurance about federal law enforcement's professionalism was at the height of the Russian collusion hoax. Uh, uh, so what they say and what they do are two different things. A little comment by me. If you have doubts about this, you're hinged and lawless. The Washington Post quoted extremism trackers who explained that any GOP statements delegitimizing the government were nudges toward violence. Said one, they use events like this to feed into this fantasy they've co-created with their supporters. Several outlets claimed Republicans' criticism of justice and the FBI was little more than an effort to inoculate themselves against any probes. Yet, not even the Justice Department is so simple-minded. It has long-standing guidelines on politically sensitive investigations, particularly those close to an election. The guidelines reflect a recognition 
that it's impossible to strip politics out of political probes and that a claimed crime must be severe to outweigh the risk of irreparably landing the department with a reputation as a politicized, politicized or corrupt agency. The probe also has to be worth the risk of setting off a toxic cycle of reprisal and escalation. The bar has always been at its highest when the investigation involves a former president, even more so when the former president remains a contender for the office. Mr. Garland breezed past all this history and complexity in his equal under the law statement Thursday, even as he expressed outrage that anyone might mistrust, mistrust the department and the bureau that brought us the Steele dossier and the Carter Page wiretaps. And did they? They did. Democrats may be betting that adverse coverage of Mr. Trump will help them in November or in 2024. They'd better hope so. Their media defenders recklessly ignore the boomerang history of unleashed government powers and the long-term political danger of violating precedents and norms. A Democratic Congress enacted and Jimmy Carter signed the first independent council law in 1978. Two decades later, it led to Bill Clinton's impeachment. <clears throat> Excuse me. If anything, a perceived political persecution of Mr. Trump could help him to a second term, and he would be even more unrestrained as the 47th president than he was as the 45th. A second Trump administration wouldn't have the caliber of grown-ups who signed up for the first tour. Mr. Garland's raid has made even the highest political figures fair prosecutorial game and the media's new standard is that the department can't be questioned as it goes about ensuring no one is above the law. Let's see how that holds when a future Republican Justice Department starts raiding the homes of Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Eric Holder, James Comey, and John Brennan. Woo. That's a long list. Uh, probably going to be one of these. Payback could come even sooner. Democrats set a new low with their Ukrainian impeachment circus, and a GOP House next year might be up for a reprise. Get ready for a few more select committees, perhaps excluding the minority party, as the Democrats effectively did with the January 6th committee to investigate Mr. Garland's politicized department of Hunter Biden's finances. Watch them subpoena sitting Democratic representatives as the January 6th committee did to Republicans. Representatives Adam Schiff, Ihan Omar, and Eric Swalwell may find themselves 
on the back bench with a new Republican majority eager to follow Mrs. Pelosi's example and strip the opposing team's members of committee assignments. As this tit-for-tat will further undermine our institutions and polarize the nation. But such is the nature of retributive politics, which is why the wholesale democratic and media defense of this week's events is so reckless. Both parties long understood that political restraint was less about civility than self-preservation. What goes around always comes around. What went around this week will come around hard. Ooh, I'm getting uh, goosebumps over that one. was uh, <clears throat> very uh, trio of articles. Uh, makes you wonder. Makes you wonder if, if Trump, knowing how Trump some can be so sly, can be so, I don't want to say devious, but he could make uh, something bad looking good, something good looking bad. He, he knows how to do those kinds of things. And he often does them in court. <clears throat> so in the process, I wouldn't be guarded at all in terms of what Trump is doing and he, what he has done. It makes you wonder, what had Trump done? Probably not anything. We believe that he left behind and something of grave importance to be designed, the documents to support his position and possibly make embarrassments for FBI and justice over what they've done, what they did, and what they're about to continue to more of their laughable I don't want to say. Um, I want to thank my listeners for tuning in. Uh, thank you very much. And I'm glad you tuned in to Searching for Integrity. Uh, so long and happy trails to all. And John Smith, signing off. Adios.